Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly. to us um, for those who didn't get the same thing I got yes yes I mentioned two weeks ago yes sir hallelujah um, there is a wisdom in scripture that's very important um, hallelujah oftentimes um, Because we've spent most of our life, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, yes, sir, most of our lives um, living a, let me phrase it like this. So there's a man I was listening to a few days ago. He does um, one of these motivational speakers. Um, he does training for business stuff or whatever. And I was listening to him because I saw him on a, as a podcaster, um, I listen to people that do productivity training or exercise or whatever, teach you that, teaching you how to make your workflow more efficient. And the reason why is because I'm trying to put minimal effort into my work and get maximum yield. So some people, they've figured out some things, you know, um, type. If you do a lot of typing, then go and take typing classes and type really fast. If you're doing video editing, learn shortcuts that will make your process very quick and stuff like that. Just ways of fine-tuning your process so that you can get things done quickly and then go to the things that really matter the most because you can get caught up with responsibilities, um, whether intentionally or not. Hallelujah. And he was talking about um, fitness, and he, he explained something that I thought I'd been experiencing. But So basically, um, what I want to say is, for the longest time, I haven't been to the gym in like two or three years. But I, I have this appearance like I'm very, very, like I go to the gym all the time, if that makes sense. And it's because of this principle I'm about to discuss right now. Basically, he explained that for you to go from someone that is out of shape to someone that is in shape, it is going to be very demanding. Because of the way the human body is designed, you know, intelligent life, the way God has designed intelligent life to function is that intelligent life has like this register of records and experiences. And the point of that register is so that every process that this um, entity goes through, it is always searching for how to make that process more efficient to get the most yield. Does that make sense? So for example, um, you would see um, a creature that discovers that if I press this thing, food will come out. Like my dog, um, in my, my, not my dog, my sister's dog, has realized that whenever I take my bag, whenever she hears keys, these guys go to leave the house. And I don't want to be in this house alone like what's happened last time. So once they hear jingling keys or they see me taking my bag, 
they are going to the door and they're barking. I'm here, oh, don't leave me in this house. <laughs> Does that make sense? And that's because of that intelligent life form, amen? That intelligent life force. What's happened is that um, that creature has taken the path of least resistance, least effort, amen? And that wisdom can work for you or work against you, amen? In fact, your Christian walk is mostly you discovering that the things that God puts in the soul, Satan has weaponized them against us. Amen? So you see, for example, now, the person that is out of shape, they want to get into shape. And they see the person that maybe has worked has already sense of circumcision. You know, when you first start, I'll explain why I call it circumcision in a second. Amen? Because if anyone now that's not used to working out, you go to the gym, I start pumping iron. You might feel like, you know why you're in the gym? You might feel, ah, that's, let's go for it. Let's, let's do this thing. Okay, you go to bed that night. The next morning when you wake up and you're on your bed, you start asking God all kinds of questions. <laughs> That's why is it that rapture hasn't happened yet? Why, why am I still, why, why, why is Satan running loose in this world? Why have you not cared? I thought the blood of Jesus Christ didn't care everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I redeemed? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And the reason why is because of that soreness. The body is going through a process it is not familiar with. Amen. In fact, the body is so, not just the body, the, the, every form of intelligent life is so designed to make parts so efficient that they actually achieve forms to ensure that that process that you keep on going through, amen, is done as easily as possible. All with the intent that if you even want to wander out of that exercise, it's going to bring you back into it. Does that make sense? So, for example, now, people that are martial artists, they take, care of, take advantage of this. And what do they do? They will spend a lot of time repeating specific actions so that um, in the spur of the moment, when, you know, emergency kicks in and adrenaline, you know, spikes in their bloodstream and they need to respond to things, they're not trying to figure out where your pressure point is. Amen? They already have that thing programmed. With the, it's almost like they're now a machine on autopilot. So you touch, like there's a you know, really funny and popular thing, for pop, funny and popular thing, that if you touch a ninja on the shoulder from the back, you activate or trigger something, all right? In fact, scientists will tell you that um, over time, whenever your soul goes through training, amen, your soul begins to instruct the brain, amen, so that the neural pathways, they adjust based on that training, amen? They achieve a form because of that training. So even when you try and... Um, um, touch these guys, they have a pathway installed in their brain. Amen? It's tied to their body. That if you touch him on the shoulder, he's going to try and decapitate you. So you touch him on the shoulder. <laughs> ha! My wife. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny joke that. No, it's actually a funny joke. I'm going to from some guy that actually did it. Or, or he almost killed his wife or something, I'm guessing. I don't know. But what happens is that his wife touched him on the shoulder. Honey, can you? And before, honey could respond. <laughs> she activated the machine. Amen? And this is... This, because of this wisdom, this principle, we need to understand that these tools, these things that we're explaining, okay, they can be used against us. No, they can be. They are being used against us. Amen? You find in your Christian walk, if you're someone that you're not given to the practice of meditation, amen, and you want to start, amen, you will discover very quickly, amen, that it is hard to meditate. It's not hard, though, amen? But it is the changing what you've been meditating on all your life. That's the issue. Because all your life, what do, you, what do you meditate on all your life? You know, the TV show you watched, that person that annoyed you, amen? How you were right and they are wrong, amen? 
So as you're trying to meditate on all these things, it's not, you're not struggling to meditate on those things, right? Someone offends you. Uh-uh. You will engage, right? You will sit down. Can you imagine what they did to me? You'll be, that's, that's pondering. That's contemplation. Amen? But the day you decide, let me, let me open this scripture, in fact. Make wake up in the morning. Let me just engage God's word for one hour. You're going to spend 80 to 90% of the time, amen, of that one hour, dealing with what? Your own mind's efficiency. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say here is that uh, we need to understand that these things that have been given to us, amen, these tools that God has given to us, they can be used. Not they can be used. They are being used amen against us in fact when the bible says that we wrestle against principalities and powers rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places amen it is actually the efficiency the skillfulness the training that we've gone through all of our lives amen that we're waging warfare with that is the evil spirit that is the prince of persia that's the prince of babylon that is satan amen the devil has been defeated amen but what you're now dealing with is what that's craftsmanship amen that finished work of art on the inside of the soul, that belief system that you hold on to dearly, amen? And you can't just say, let me just stop it, amen? It's just like saying, let me just stop eating chicken. Go to Daniel fast, see what happens, amen? Go on, try, try to do anything cold turkey. You will discover it is not, it's not easy, easy to say it, right? I'm going to stop this thing today, okay? Unless that thing has not been written inside of you. Unless you, again, this is understanding how intelligent life forms work. They are designed like machines to make processes more efficient. Amen? And that efficiency comes from something called wisdom. Amen? Hallelujah. The wisdom of this world. I'm pointing out the seven golden candlesticks. Amen? <laughs> the wisdom of this world. Amen? I don't know if I explained this two weeks ago. Amen? But because of, of a lot of time spent engaging this world, amen, we have formed, achieved a form. Maybe I'll show this what's in the scriptures. Give me First Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1. From verse 13. Hallelujah. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Oh, come on, where did I read? Huh, there it is. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 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 As obedient children, look at this. Read this very carefully, okay? Not what? Fashioning yourselves. What do you fashion yourself? According to the former lust in your ignorance. Amen? So there was a way you lived before, amen? And that way, the word lust means strong desire. Amen? Or pleasure, right? So there's a way that you found pleasure in doing things, or a way that seemed right to you, seemed good. Amen. What people find pleasure and what people find delightful, amen, is something that seems right. And I'm pointing at this because that that little term I just used there, seems right, amen, is actually you exercising judgment, amen. It's actually you exercising um, wisdom. Amen. You are choosing. This is what I ought to do now. Amen. And over time, amen, something is built on the inside of you, a fashioning based on what you have judged. 
Amen. What you have determined is the right thing to do over time. You form what a you get fashion that way. Does that make sense? And so you find that wisdom, amen, that way that seems right is introduced to you to help you with fashioning. Does all this make sense? Hallelujah. And that's what our warfare is. That's what we're waging warfare against, amen? Agreements that we have formed over time, amen, that are contrary. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we need to understand... Um, because of this design, amen, this craftsmanship of the Lord, amen, in the soul, amen, that makes the soul intelligent, amen, God is not ignorant of all of this, amen, God is not ignorant of the task of, will I say the rewiring, amen, or the transformation process, amen, or the molding or the conformity, amen, necessary. The most painful part of any human being is that changing thing, Amen. If you want to do anything in life, just understand that. If it's going to be something different from where you're at right now, do not be surprised if it is painful. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. God does some things to help us out. Amen. And I can show, I'll show the source in the scriptures. Amen. Um, but just keep in mind that whenever you're engaging with any changing process, amen, there is something you should not be surprised about. Amen. Is that it is going to be painful or hard. Amen. But very simple or easy to describe but it's definitely not easy or simple to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Dare I say what is also interesting is the fact that with all the things I just said now, these forms, amen, again, I've explained that the things that we've interacted with over time, amen, because of what God designed the human soul, the human body, amen, over time, they cause some kind of efficiency, amen? And that efficiency many times demands a form, right? Demands some kind of architecture so as to make that process easier. Does that make sense? Okay? So given everything I just said now, okay? That means that if someone has been lying over time, amen, exercising themselves in lying, what would you find with that person? A form of line, right? Some kind of architecture of line, right? Efficiency in line. They have a skill. Amen? You put them on the spot and they can bring forth lies. Amen? On the spot. And as you're hearing them, there's almost a music about it. In fact, in fact, I'll tell the story once. Um, we had a cook once and um, it, there was reports coming that he was stealing our food. And there's usually a measure that you're allowed to steal food for. You're just like, okay. We, can, we know what you're doing, but, you know, you can only steal this much. But after a while, because you're allowing someone, they don't understand that they've been allowed to do something. The guys that are using us to, do, to make money, to do business. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, before Mama confronted him, <laughs> when it's fine, I was going on. I started to come to him. I said, because I, I spoke to him last week about things that God is, you know, plans for God, God has for his life. <laughs> you know, you're, you don't have to see it for someone. You come with the prophetic word. God, God is taking you places. Next thing you hear something else. Ha. <laughs> Isn't this the same person that God was talking about before? <laughs> so I, I went to him. And I began to ask, like, ah, your name is Joseph. Oh, dear, I just said his name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, one, no, no one knows who he is. Eh? No one here should know the different Joseph from who you think it is. <laughs> it's not the one. It's the one in the Bible. 
Anyways, <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> you're in the Bible. Your name is in the Bible. Look at what this Joseph was doing in the Bible. When Potiphar was looking for this thing, people someone said over. He put him, put Joseph over everything because he knew that nothing bad will happen while he's there. This should be your testimony, not this testimony. I didn't even accuse him of anything. Else. The guy looked at me. He said, "Deny? How can you even say something like that? Where is this coming from? Who is accusing me? This is rubbish." Da, 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 da. Ah, I'll, and I checked myself. I said, uh-uh. "As we just kept on denying and accusing me of accusing him." I was like, "I didn't accuse you of anything. I just wanted my. I'm like, I'm very sure. I prepared my words before I came here." And my words were that it is, you know, allegedly people said that you did this. This should not be the report coming out from you. Welcome, Papa. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Amen. And so I'm like, this should not be kind of report coming, you know, about you. It should be good things coming about you, right? Amen. And so I wasn't saying that. Um, I don't whether it is or not. Whatever. My point is just this should not be the kind of report. What the report should be coming is that. You are above reproach, right? So I said all those things, and I went back to Ghana because we were having um. Three, that's when we used to pray in, in a Diosheme. So we we're praying. I think we we're praying for other conference or something, or whatever. So I went back and I started praying. I was praying in the corner. You know where that TV used to be? That's corner where the speaker and TV used to be. So I was sta- I pray, standing there praying. I was facing the wall. I now turned to now face everyone. When I now turned, you know the reception area, that place you can see straight through. He was just standing there looking at me like this. Yeah, accuser, accuser of the brethren. <laughs> That's his there. I felt so bad. I said, I repent. I said, God, did I accuse this man wrongly? But I didn't, I didn't call him a thief. I didn't say anything bad. I said, this is the kind of, I said, you don't be having a So I, I apologized again just to make sure. I said, I just apologize again. For my own conscience sake, I couldn't pray that day. You know, we're trying to pray. Just pray. You're feeling like you're horrible. <laughs> That's weak. It got kicked out of our house. <laughs> you know why? They caught him red-handed this time around. So what usually happens is that they let you, you know, there's a way that, um, they let you exercise your, exercise, uh-huh. that's right, your skill. There's a way, uh-uh, this guy is a machine. He's getting it done. So he just come and just observe. And then they just see, the, he already thinks everything is in place. You know that they set they a trap for you for like a month. So <laughs> mama just came, puts two and three together and showed it to him. Now this one, this guy I'm talking about, okay? He is a, at least when you show him that he's done something wrong, he will confess, okay? So what happens? He confessed and then he left. There is another one that we had in this our new house. In this our new house, we have security cameras everywhere. So, <laughs> Mama caught him. Literally, Joy came and put cake or something or food in the fridge and walked away. Next thing, this guy now came, looked, saw that she had gone. You can see him doing all this on the camera and then took the thing. <laughs> And then went to the inner kitchen, you know, the most holy place, and then <laughs> and sprinkled blood on the altar. <laughs> so mama called him and said, did you take my daughter's thing? He said, no, ma, no, ma, no, ma. I said, what if I tell you that I know you took it? It's not like, is it lying, ma? I didn't take anything. Are you sure? I said, yes. Mama now showed him the security camera footage. He said, it's not me. <laughs> Mama said, this is you. You're wearing the same clothes you, you wore in the thing. He said, I wasn't carrying. I wasn't carrying. <laughs> now, you see, this guy, if I was there, I would have just burst out laughing. Because <laughs> he kept me far away for safety's sake. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. What's that what I'm saying? 
efficiency, right? It's warped in. They caught him red-handed, yet he can't stop. He can't stop, right? Hallelujah. That's right. A liar. To break out of that. That's right. That's right. The thrones of his soul, senses, gateways. Yes. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Everyone heard what he said, right? He has, because of that exercise, he has come into a form. Amen? And it's going to be impossible for him to come out of that form without engaging something else. I want to say something. Pull the microphone. Praise the Lord. This is what I don't like. You remember we were discussing yesterday? Yeah. D d please forgive me. I don't like to come downstairs. I like to watch from my, you know, my office upstairs so that I don't disturb the floor. This is the disadvantage of missing it. And this is why it's best to start early to journey in the pathway of the Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? Because every step you take, I hope you hear me, is a walk, is a conversation. Do you understand that? And you are, it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. You understand? So there is a way that seems right unto a man, but that way ends to death. I hope you hear. Praise God. So what he's saying is that any pathway you take, just make sure it's the right one. How? Allow yourself to be guided by God's word. Because the more you journey, are you getting me? You are being formed into something, depending on the pathway that you are on. Now, thank God at some point you will come to the reality. Now, when you come to your realization... When, when you come to the realization that you have missed it, okay, you must understand, don't now just change into a new way. No. Delete what you have. Do you hear? Because if you don't delete what you have, it will be there as a foundation. And you start building the new walk on top of that. And then at specific points in time of your life, that thing that has been the foundation, will ha it has the authority and the right over your life. So it will show up and you'll be wondering what's happening. But I've been walking in the pathway of the Lord. But you didn't understand that you did not delete that thing that was on that. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That's why we are begging young people. How does a, man, a young man cleanse his ways? Do you get what I'm saying? By hiding God's word in his heart. Because if you don't delete what is in there, I hope you hear what I'm saying. You have been journeying. Do you get what I'm saying? And any step you take is building a nature. Ephesians chapter 2 says that in time past, we were like this. You understand? And we were by nature. We walked according to the prince, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that walketh 
disobedience in the children of disobedience. So what that prince is walking is disobedience. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, now we have changed. What we are supposed to do is to begin to eat the word of life so as to delete. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That which is inside. And then praise God. Hallelujah. Hope everyone understands. Let me just, uh, if you help, uh, help to, I know he mentioned the scripture, but uh, I'll need him to help systematically state the step one can take to delete, uh, the, to systematically state the step one can take to delete um, a wrong foundation or to do away with a wrong foundation before laying steps steps one can take to delete a wrong foundation or take away a wrong foundation instead of building or adding um, another another thing on top of it and then over time it now comes up when situation um, showcase okay if you look at the book of Romans chapter 12. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, to do what? To present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And then it now says, Do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So you begin to renew your mind. I hope you hear me. The ingredients or the material that is that can renew your mind is Christ. Now there are um, diets that people eat. It looks like it's the gospel, but it's not the gospel. So what you're supposed to do is to begin to eat the right gospel, the gospel that will treat, do you understand? It says it loads us with benefits daily. Do you understand? Uh -huh. And then uh, there's another scripture again that talks about um, that heals our, it heals us. That's right. That's right. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there are specific words. Now, if you look at the book of that same Romans, Romans chapter, I think it's five or so, it talks about the Spirit of God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. There are five or eight. That the Spirit of God, what it does is to begin to detonate, do you understand, the motions of death in your flesh. Huh? Is this seven? Is this seven? It's, is it eight? It's eight. Yes, right. It's eight. Okay, seven. Now, the one I'm talking about is eight. Are, are you getting me? So, you see that, first of all, uh, I don't want to go too far. See, there are curriculums that people teach in the church. 
Now, it seems right, but it avoids the soul. It avoids the soul. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are specific things that you can learn that gets to the soul. And when it gets to that soul, what it does is begins to remove, I hope you hear what I'm saying, the things that are not supposed to be there and install those things that are meant to be in there. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Uh, Paul says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Yeshua because it is the power of God unto what? Salvation. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So we must understand that there's a particular diet that we're supposed to take. Now when we begin to eat that diet, what it does is that it removes those things that are not supposed to be there and installs the things that are supposed to be there. It's a long process. Um, might not be able to give you, you know, boom, 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 like that. You get what I'm saying? But once you begin to eat the right diet, you will see that it will. Second uh, Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one, right? Second Peter chapter one. That's right. Uh -huh. So there is a curriculum of life. Is that curriculum of life that if you begin to address it, when you begin to add, once you begin to learn it, um, we've been I have been praying for utterance to teach Second Peter chapter one. I've been praying for this now for how many years now? Do you get what I'm saying? That Second Peter chapter. Can you put it up, please? Second Peter chapter one. It says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Yeshua the Messiah, to them that has obtained uh, like precious faith as us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Yeshua the Messiah. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Yeshua our Lord, according to his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to, to uh, virtue. I believe it's virtue. Can we? Next page, please. Uh-huh, virtue. It says, Where, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these... Can you see? We might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Beside this, given, to, given all diligence, add to your faith. Are you getting me? Virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. Okay? And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you 
that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. But he who lacks all these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he has been purged of his old sins. It's interesting to know that this person that we're talking about is someone who has been purged of his old sins. So this guy is not a sinner. <laughs> Do you get that? The person that they're talking to is not a sinner. The person they're talking to is someone who has been purged, who, are, who has escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the fact that you have escaped, okay, doesn't mean that you're free. Did you hear? I hope you hear what I'm saying. If you, you committed some crime and they put you in jail, okay, that jail is to correct you, is that not so? But you're still carrying the memory of the fact that you did such and such. It's not enough for you to be free physically. You have to also be free internally. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. That's what made Paul to be bold enough to boast. Even though he had killed people, he's able to stand and say, I'm free. Why? Because something has been done inside of him. A work has been done inside of him. That thing has been removed from inside of him. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You can be free. There are so many of us who are born again. Some of, so many of us are free, as it were. When they say those who have received Yeshua as their Lord and Savior, all of us will take up our hands. But does it not, does, <laughs> some of us are still uh, having motions of adultery, fornication, stealing, lying, bitterness, hatred. Are you getting me? Impatience, anger. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even stealing. The most righteous person can steal. You'll be shocked. <laughs> Why is Paul saying that? Is he talking to unbelievers? Is he speaking to people in prison? He's speaking to believers. He's speaking to believers. So God's intention is to flush you. John said it in the gospel. He said that he will purge his floor Thoroughly. Thoroughly. So you can't be going up and say, uh, uh, I am born again. I'm a child of God. I'm free. We know you are free. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We know. Uh -uh. We all know now. Are you getting me? But that's not what we're talking about. That seated in heavenly places is where they put you. You need to climb to there and go and sit down. All these chairs are here now. Is that not so? Hmm? These chairs are meant for people, right? How many people are sitting there? Where are they now? Even me that is talking now. When I finish, what will I do? I will walk from here and go and sit down. Are you seated in heavenly places in Christ? Yes. Are you sitting there now? Not yet. I'm in the process of going to sit. I haven't, I haven't really sat. Now. Now. You going to sit 
is not you going to sit. You going to sit is the Lord sitting in you. I don't know if you heard. Did you get that? You going to sit is not you going to sit. You going to sit is the Lord sitting in you. And the Lord cannot sit in you when you are not prepared, when you have not been flushed. Because the seat is not clean. The seat has not been made ready for him. It is when he sits, then you have really sat. I need to go sit down <laughs> so that the man can continue his teaching. Francis, please go and continue. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll just continue from, you know, the, um, the direction that he's going. Well, <laughs> okay, okay. It still ties into what is that, where I'm going. Oh, no worries, no worries. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you are grateful? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Papa spoke about, I mean, he answered your question about her dealing with the uh, pre-existing foundations in the heart. Hallelujah. And this is actually what that warfare we spoke about um, two weeks ago, amen, is all about. It's about overcoming, amen. When Paul said we wrestle against, amen, we're not wrestling against, I'm going to say the Prince of Persia or the Prince of Babylon, amen, something external, amen. It's internal belief systems, amen, internal formations over time, amen. The things that you've given yourself to. There's a verse I wanted to show. Give me Second Peter chapter 2 that I think would really show, illustrate what I was trying to say with that um, story with um, the second cook, the one that they caught him live and he was still rebelling. That Pastor Samson um, illustrated or um, extrapolated, like he showed what was working on the inside of him. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 2 from verse 14. Second Peter chapter 2 from verse 14. Hallelujah from verse 14. From verse 14. Having eyes full of adultery. Now the eyes here, amen, are spiritual senses. We're going to get into those, amen. Hallelujah. Having their spiritual senses, what? Flooded with what? Adultery. That means that breaking covenant, right? So they've engaged with something that is contrary to the New Testament. We're going to explain, I'm going to explain the reason why I'm saying, why I'm, I'm pointing out these two things, amen? And they cannot cease from sin. Can you see that? So the way they came into this was what? Having their what? Their senses what? Flooded, amen? Immersed, right? Baptized, overwhelmed, amen? By what? Covenant breaking. Is everyone listening? Laws that are contrary to the laws of God, Amen? Because of this, they cannot stop sinning. Amen? Beguiling unstable souls, a heart, they have what? Exercised. Can you see that? So they didn't just, it wasn't just thrown on them. The enemy's goal is actually, actually every, every, ent every spiritual entity's goal, amen, into interacting with you intelligently, is that you would what? Exercise. Amen? Remember that verse in Hebrews 5? Having their senses what? exercise to discern between what is right and wrong amen so the person that was lying amen he judged that he should lie right now then he now did something as a consequence of his judgment right he exercised himself amen 
So God wants us to exercise our senses in what? The judgment of what is right from wrong. Can everyone see the picture here? It is by doing that that we get the antithesis of this thing here. A heart they have exercised with covetous practices, they are what? Accursed children. Papa spoke about children of wrath, right? Amen. In this journey of, of trying to undo these foundations, amen, um, in trying to make sure that we are um, living out our life, amen, <laughs> there is a portion of scripture I think is very beautiful that we ought to recognize. Let me just, I'm just going to jump to the deep end and then work, we're going to work our way back, amen. This, the question that you asked is actually concerning what is called forgiveness of sins. Everyone say forgiveness of sins. Everyone say forgiveness of sins. Everyone say forgiveness of sins. Amen. In Christ Jesus, our sins have been forgiven. Amen. They have been eradicated by his blood. Amen. But that redeeming process has to be engaged. It has to be interacted with. I'll explain it like this. Amen. You've already injected the cure to the disease into your bloodstream. Amen. But that injection must get to your heart. How do you know that's what happens? When you take a, let's assume the COVID thing. COVID vaccine was created by well-meaning people who did not want to make money and kill people and tamper people's genes and do some spiritual witchcraft, amen? Let's assume they did not have any of these intentions in mind and the vaccine was invented, amen, purely to help people. What would have happened is that the neuroscientists would have developed a, um, a, a you know, whatever process they want to, some kind of, let's say, not an antibody, some kind of, let's say antibiotic or whatever, whatever solution, whatever, okay? When injected into your bloodstream, amen, it's injected, um, into a vein. How many of you know that's what happens? Whenever you're injecting, you use a syringe on someone, you look, first of all, nurses, whoever's administering that um, injection would look for a vein, right? And why are they looking for a vein? Anyone tell me why? Because veins connect you to the heart, right? So you're looking for a channel, right? That takes that thing you're injecting to the heart. Amen? If you just inject it, <laughs> if you just give the birth, like I, I watched a video recently, it was this woman, she came to this doctor and she said that I have been to so many doctors and they have given me, or all they've told me is rubbish. They told me that I should use my inhaler and I have finished three inhalers this week and it's not working. I don't know what's wrong. And the guy looked at, at her and he said, well, um, doctors make mistakes. <clears throat> when doctors make mistakes, it's very expensive, but we have to correct those mistakes. So um, he now said, can you show me how you use your inhaler? I said, do you think I'm stupid? Of course I know how to use an inhaler. So she brings out the inhaler and begins to spray her neck like it's perfume. <laughs> and so the guy looks at her. <laughs> he just looks at her, doesn't say anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what many Christians are doing with God's word. They are using God's word to what? On their Instagram bio, on Facebook. You know, I, there was a period of time I remember like any, once I see a girl that says God first, the first thing I'm going to see on her page is cleavage. I will see God first in the bio. As you just scroll, what are you expecting to see? Not God, though. What do you see? <laughs> what is that what I'm saying? If you see some guys, like there's a guy, there's a, there's a guy um, on Instagram, in all these reels, very, very popular guy. All, all his Instagram reels, I'm seeing the guy bare-chested <laughs> with his muscles and everything showing. I'm like, wonderful. And I'll check his bio. God first. I said, wow. When I saw you, I knew it was God I saw. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
If you're just spraying God around your Instagram bio and on your Facebook, nothing is going to be happening, right? You have to take that thing and administer it directly through an orifice, right? And input into your bloodstream. Is everyone listening? That's actually where change. If it doesn't go through any of these channels, this is what these thrones of the soul are. This is what our spiritual senses are. This is what the gateways of the heart are. They are the veins and the arteries that connect to your subconscious. Amen? Anything that is not administered through these will not find its way there. Who knows what I'm saying? So for this reason, it is very important for believers who want to get in shape, right? Because all these things we're discussing now is spiritual fitness with re respect to Christ, right? There is a form that Christ has. That form, give me um, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Hallelujah. There is a form that Jesus Christ came into by, the res by being raised from the dead. Amen. Even through his life on the earth. The Bible says here, Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Amen. Even though this might suggest to us that it's talking about him being crucified on the cross, Christ's death was not first, was not only his death on the cross. Amen. Christ lived a crucified life that climaxed at the cross. Amen. All prophets, they do this. They would show a spiritual reality. Amen with their life, amen? And so you see Jesus Christ showing what he's been doing in secret at the cross, amen? Christ has suffered in the flesh, therefore you arm yourself, he said you've gone down the cross. How do you arm yourself to go down the cross? <laughs> same mind, right? Ooh, I like that. With what? With the same mind. Do you see that? Arm yourself with the same mind. For Isn't that beautiful? It says it right there. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was gonna jump past that, amen? For he that has, so that lets you know, right? He that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Is it that they'll go and bring you? Lord, I've lied today. So you now say, 39 strikes. <laughs> Is that going to save you from lying? Who's ever been to all these prisons? You know that when someone has been through the government's correctional facility, you already know the first time they catch a criminal, they will check police records. You know the reason why? People, most of the people that are caught committing crimes, they are already inside of the system. So the correctional facility has not corrected Jack. Who understands what I'm saying? So you can whip the person, flog the person all you want. If it's not going through, is everyone listening? Those spiritual senses going through those gateways. All you just done is wound the person. Is everyone listening? There's um, the time when um, people were trying to heal people of homosexuality and they tried punishing them with electric shock therapy to shock gay evil spirits out of the person. As if the evil spirits will respond to electricity. So they put you there. Do you want to be gay? I don't want to be gay. <laughs> After I finish torturing the guy, the lust in his heart would what? It will evil rise more than before to new heights. That was Romans chapter 7 for you, right? Hallelujah. So it's not, suffering in the flesh is clearly not that. Amen. Because suffering in the flesh, whatever it is you go through that's called suffering in the flesh, it's to help you cease from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to what? The lusts of men. Can you see desire? I'm going to show a graphic here that's going to show all these gateways, amen? So that we can just, um, um, where is my remote control? There we go. Um, I go to resources. You see some new graphics I put there. Um, just in case I get there before you. I'm in resources now. There's about four of them. Give me the four. I've already there. So these are, let me see here. Let me use this one. These are the thrones 
of the soul. You can't see all of them here clearly. I'm going to make the fonts bigger next time. Amen? But show it on the screen on, on YouTube. Oh, I'm sorry. It's for those online. You would see the will. You would see the imagination. You would see desire. You would see memory. You would see intellect. You would see emotions. Amen? And I drew this in a way that the deeper it gets to the core, amen, the things that land on the planet, amen, they have entered your subconscious. They've entered your unconsciousness. Does that make sense? Kind of like once you're within the Earth's orbit, that's like consciousness, amen? But then when you penetrate and go into the atmosphere, that person is now in your subconscious. And then when you touch the ground, that is the unconscious. Does that make sense? So your goal is to exercise your will from something that's out of orbit deep into the heart. So think of these as veins that are taking whatever you're interacting with to the core. What sounds like I'm saying? Your imagination to the core. Your desire to the core. Your memories to the core. Your intellect to the core. Your emotions to the core. Your will to the core. Now what I did was that um, in one of these graphics, I think is this one, I specifically identified the mind as those things that are in orbit, right? Those things are just kind of frolicking around, amen? And identified the heart as the subconscious and unconscious, amen? Those two together. Hallelujah. The reason for this is so that we can have a visual, amen? So we can see what these things look like, amen? So we can go back. So that I can actually give, I, maybe I'll put the graphic online, sir. So <laughs> I, I can put the graphic online if you, if you want that. Yes, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. So go back to, um, let me see now. Go back to that verse we're reading just now. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So Christ, amen, will no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh to the desires of men. Do you see the desire throne? Amen. Can you see that gateway? Can you see that spiritual sense? Amen. So someone came into something and the, the end goal is that what? This place is now being exercised, not for the desires of men, but to the what? To the, to the pleasure, to the will of God. Is everyone listening? Can you all see that? Hallelujah. And he goes on to explain about the will of the Gentiles, walking in this. You keep on seeing, as you, you see, they might not, ex, you know, we're using these things, we're using this terminology, imagination, all these things or whatever, to capture or illustrate something, amen? Well, you see them in scriptures alluded to once. So Paul doesn't have to list every single time he mentions these things, this and then this and then this and then this and then this. Does that make sense? But as you read, you can tell what's happening, right? There was an intentional engagement process that we all partook of when we were on the earth, amen? When you see your friends doing things that are exciting, but they are wrong, what do they do? They make it seem cool, Right? The point of that is so that they can infiltrate through your, is everyone listening? These, through your veins, to get to your heart. Amen? So you see someone, a young boy, doesn't really care about things that are bad per se, but he wants to be cool. So what does he do? He, go and, he goes to go and find 50 cents. That is 50 cents. That, that was me when I was, when I was in high school. No one sent to go and listen to 50 cents, but because he wants to be cool, what did he do? He took 50 cents. I started listening. Dun, 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 dun. And if you see the, the homelessness of that man, you're just going to part up all of the man's hopelessness in life. All of his, I say homelessness, homeless too. All of his, all of his hopelessness you put upon yourself. And I'd be wondering in life, why are you acting like an idiot? You know the reason why? All of your life, look, for the time past of our life may suffice for us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. That's that foundation. Amen. 
But the way we deal with these things, amen, is by trafficking God's word, amen, through our veins to get to our hearts. Is everyone listening? This is a process I'm going to refer to as forgiveness of sins, amen? It's actually faith, but I'm going to show this to us in the scriptures, amen? Give me Acts 26. Acts chapter 26. Or maybe I should show, maybe I should show this to us from Hebrews 8. Let me do this one first, because if I go to Hebrews 8, I'm going to come back here, amen? So let's start from Acts 26 from verse 17. Everyone understand what's been said so far? Amen. These processes, they've always been something I discovered when I was, when I was you know, when um, there'll be times when I'll go seek the Lord um, and I'll be crying out to him and I'll ask him, you know, it's so unfair. Why was I not, why was I not born? Why was I born now? There's no Apostle Paul here. Amen. That, that has, he had the download of these things. Amen. There's no apostles that, people, many people call themselves all kinds of things. Amen. I'm not hearing people that understand these principles. Someone sounds what I'm saying. I'm not hearing people that are dealing with issues. I hear when you when you have struggles in your life and you want them dealt with, sincerely dealt with. Amen. You call you ask God serious questions, right? You won't be doing periphery. Amen. Most of the reasons why I came to things that are maybe people think I read a lot per se. I don't really read per se. I just look for solutions to problems wherever they're found. So even if it requires reading, I will read. But until my problem is solved, I will continue looking for that solution wherever it's at. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I had many things that, um, because of some stupid things I gave myself to in the world, I had many things that plagued my heart, even after I caught fire for God, that made me seek the Lord intensely because I wanted something real. The kind of person I was, because of things I gave myself to when I was in the world, I could not afford to do a periphery Christian life. I couldn't just be a Christian that when people look at me, I'm a child of God. I don't, that person that... When I come to church, you know when your people are going to church, there's a way we act sometimes that don't don't lie in the presence of God. You know those things that we do. Those amen, as, as if this building changes the the worth of the lie. If you're lying, you're lying. Who knows what I'm saying? You are exercising yourself in evil. Even if you lie inside the darkest place, you know the Bible says that God sees everywhere. It's not that God, God doesn't even have to see everywhere. If you like lie inside a place where God cannot see you, you are still exercising yourself in what covetousness. No one has to know. Who knows what I'm saying? No one has to find out. If you like do secret sin, no one has to find out. What are you doing to yourself? You are what? You are training yourself. You are being molded. You are being sculpted. If you like being sincere and no one finds out, you are what? You are doing it to yourself. There's verses that say things like God, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man, man sows, he shall reap. It's not because God will come and punish you. No, 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 no. We are the ones that enlist ourselves. It's like you go and you, you see where they say, warning, do not touch electrical, um, electrical high, high voltage. Don't touch this thing. You see the picture of a skull with two bones, the femur and the amphilapia. That's a fish. You see two of them next to each other. And then you by yourself, when Nepal's, when Nepal's taking light, no one is now around. You're now good there at night in your mind. <laughs> You're not going to hold it. I did it. I did it. No one can see me. Uh, yeah, then another day you now come again. <laughs> In your mind, you're, you think you'll be wise. Hallelujah. Now, the truth is that in spiritual things, that illustration is actually what happens all the time. The difference, though, is that that danger is always dangerous. But the danger is not always manifest. Does that make sense? So you can damage your soul 
But because of our lack of awareness of our soul's condition, amen, our lack of awareness of what's really taking place happened. Exactly. But you have no idea. Usually what God uses to help people is that he would um, send a prophetic word. And a prophetic word would sound like this. If you keep on doing this thing, I will judge you. How many of God doesn't have to do? God is not actually going to come and judge you per se. You are already doing the damage to yourself. Whether you see it or not, sir. You're already being judged. Thank you. What you're doing is the judgment. Amen? So you don't have to wait for God to come and punish you. God doesn't need to come and punish you. Who knows what I'm saying? If, you, if I jump off a bridge and I break my legs, God, you'll punish me. God didn't punish you. What did you do? You jumped off a bridge and you broke your legs. Now, if you read this in the, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah will say, and the Lord punished him for the pride with which, he, <laughs> with which he was. For he jumped off the bridge without asking. Therefore, the Lord smote his legs. <laughs> That's what you see in the Bible. You, if you check, because you're reading the Bible, you can say, ah, it's God that did this. If you check, all these kings are rebelled against God. It would just seem like random things are happening. Uh-uh, I thought this, see someone like Saul. Everyone thinks he's a very Christian and a very good guy, like serving God. If you look at if you look at Saul from the eyes of the average Jew in Israel, he looked like a great guy. <laughs> Samuel told him that he should kill everything, but this man loves God so much. He's like, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot win a war without offering God sacrifices. So he collected the finest cows. Now he's disobeying God, right? <laughs> but the other person says, Kai, man of God, I like this, my pastor. I like this king. Not like this David guy. Guy just doing all kinds of rubbish all over the place. <laughs> but if you check God's verdict on both of them, it's flip-flop, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> Acts 26 from verse 17. All of this so that we can... This is not to bring condemnation, amen? This is to bring an awareness of processes that are taking place actively. I'm saying this because Pastor Samson was preaching last week and he said something. He mentioned that process of synesthesia. Remember I alluded to that um, two weeks ago? Amen? And in that process, you can use one faculty to hijack the rest of your thrones of your soul. Amen? Now, do you know that that process can work against you also? Where you can be living a good Christian life, but then you continue to exercise yourself in something that is wrong. Do you know what you're doing to yourself? Who knows what I'm saying? You're a child of God, amen? Born again, blood-bought, blood-washed. But you want to continue practicing insincerity. You want to continue practicing maliciousness. You want to continue practicing what? Deception. And you're getting, a, that's the best part. You are getting away with it. So when you deceive them, in your mind, you have another one bites the dust, right? And you, what are you doing to yourself? Synesthesia. That's what happened to those prophets of, of Ahab. Amen? That the Bible says, a lying spirit from God came. There is no lying spirit in heaven. There's no one in heaven that knows how to lie. Is everyone listening? The first person that tried lying, what happened to him? He disappeared. He was just gone. His, his, his appearance in heaven was gone. There is no lying in heaven. As you're lying, as, you, as Satan's trying to lie, as he's lying, he's just becoming more and more invisible. Who's what I'm saying? As he's lying, who did it? I am not the... <laughs> He's gone. There, there was no, there was no, Michael fights him. It's a lie. That did not happen. No. That did not happen at all. Michael and Lucifer fighting is on the earth over the thrones of this, of this planet. Amen. Of, of this world system. Amen. It was, there was no confrontation between Michael and, and Lucifer in heaven. 
as far as they were concerned, their friend disappeared. It's not, it's not, he was just there just now. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was literally no, is everyone listening? There was no threat. I'm going to take over the threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says, when iniquity was found in your heart, that was it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Microphone. Uh, one scripture says, when the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Do we say that um, the foundation here now, you know, from what you are teaching, the foundation here now uh, is the state of my soul. Uh, what I allow in my heart. So if I allow righteousness, righteousness becomes a foundation for me to be able to conquer any other thing. Are you saying that if I, if I allow unforgiveness to become a foundation, you understand that allows other things, you know, to happen around me. Are you saying that? So it's it's important because um, a lot of believers, when we mention foundation, foundation is where we are coming from. But the actual foundation from what you are teaching now is those things we allow in our heart that are good or bad, you understand, builds up a foundation in us, you understand, either to... Uh, judge disobedience. Are you saying that if our foundation is obedience, you understand, we'll judge disobedience? Okay. I hope everyone understood what he just said now. Amen? If the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? In other words, if you allow yourself to be conquered as a believer by evil and you are not waging warfare against it, that's a critical part. It's one thing for you to be struggling with something and waging warfare. But once you think, the key thing in Christianity is, that's why Paul they put out these warnings. Do not, God is not mocked. They're just trying to help you illustrate something. You are not getting away with anything in this world. The Bible says every, you'll be judged by every single thought. Even the ones that you, let me say something, okay? Let, let me just we'll finish this here so I can explain. Because forgiveness of sins is a process. Amen? That must be engaged. Father, I'm sorry. Evil, can I say something? The way the Christian walk is, you know people, they say things like, um, I don't need to confess my sin. I'm actually going to Christ Jesus. Amen? If you're saying that, but you're not engaging the process of forgiveness of sins, you will die in your sins, though. How many of you know that? When I say you die in your sins, you will perish in your sins. So when I say, I thought we forgiven of our sins. Are you engaging that forgiveness? Are you interacting with that forgiveness? Children of God, are we not healed from our, from our, from our, iniqu our infirmities? By his stripes, we were healed, right? But yet, we still see contradictions. Why are we pretending with ourselves? Who knows what I'm saying? Why are we acting like this thing is, is just like that? If to get healed of sickness that is so mild, Jesus Christ said something. You think I'm joking when I'm saying forgiveness of sins? Let me show you a token of the power that I have. For the Son of Man has power not to forgive sins. Therefore, rise up and walk. Remember when he said that to the lame man? It is an easier thing to heal the body than this one. How do I know that? In the Old Testament, people healed bodies like crazy. Even raised the dead. Was that dead that was raised? Amen. The belief system of the soul was still intact. Who knows what I'm saying? The belief system of the heart were still intact. 
It is a bigger deal to deal with what? Let me tell you something. If you can deal with, is everyone listening? Your belief system in your subconscious. Sickness will mean nothing to you. If you are, if you are practicing warfare in your heart, you can't talk to demons. You will speak with, with now, I want to be very careful here, okay? Let me, let, me, let me keep on saying what I'm saying, okay? You will talk to demons and they will listen to you as though you're speaking with a megaphone. Believer, you can't talk to demons and listen to you with a megaphone as well, amen? But there is, there is someone that has exercised their heart in believing the truth. There is a way they're able to wield authority. Who knows what I'm saying? There is a way they're able to wield power. Is everyone listening? There is a way they're able to experience Redemption. The Bible says, these signs shall follow those who believe. Not those who believed, but who believe. It is a process. Someone's asking Jesus, what shall I do that I may do the works of God? He says, only believe. Now, this process of believing is what we're describing here. Is everyone listening? Please hear me out loud, okay? And I want to make sure I'm, I'm being understood. I am not saying, Amen that someone, a child of God who's born again cannot cast out demons. You can, amen? But let me explain another process to you, amen? That's very important, amen? The way you cast out the process by doing all spiritual activities as believers is on the foundation of faith. Who knows what I'm saying? And faith is all about hearing. What is hearing? Getting God's word into your heart. So if you are not engaging that process, you don't actually believe what you are saying. That is why a believer can talk to Satan and they'll be laughing at you. Who's a, who, there's a video by this dude, Jerry Eze. He was saying that when, um, when um, the church that um, he, when he was a young boy, his mom threw him into a church. Into a church. And when he went into that church, um, he met this woman, you know, fire God minister. And what this woman would do was that, would, um, was that she would, um, she was someone that walked in a lot of raw um, demonstrations. Amen. And what would happen is that he would see things. They would bring madmen off the streets to the church. And as soon as this woman steps inside, they start shouting and crying. But when he's talking to, <laughs> when they have the, before the woman comes in, the evil spirits will be saying, last one, come here. <laughs> last one, come here. <laughs> and that thing used to pain him so badly. He said, come out in Jesus' name. Quiet, last born. <laughs> uh, listen very closely, amen. If you don't believe, you don't believe. It's not talk. Amen. What you do in the place of praying and fasting, amen, is fastening your soul on God's word. What you do when you're reading your Bible is not for Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. It is to do what? Fasten your soul on God's word. When that process is taking place and you open your mouth and speak, it is out of the abundance of what is in your subconscious that you speak. That's why you tell them to get out, they'll get out. You don't even have to talk because the speaking out of the mouth of your heart is not from your physical mouth. It's from here. That's why if you close your eyes and you engage a spiritual reality, you can bring it into the room. When people cast spells, they need to open up their mouth. You don't need to talk to cast spells as a believer. You can, with your heart, release something into the room at will. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. So I'm not saying that a believer, if you don't excite yourself as a believer, that's, there's a form that, you, because if you're not exercising yourself towards God, 
then you're exercising yourself somewhere else, right? And that thing, the Bible says, Jesus Christ says something, you make the word, the power of God, of no effect by your tradition. So that young boy, last born, last born. Say, I will not carry last born in this life. Everybody's right. Say, I will not carry last born in this life. <laughs> I will read my Bible. I will pray. And I will believe the scriptures. <laughs> so that no madman will be calling you anything. When they try that with you, you go to them and slap them in the face. And slap the demon out. Amen. <laughs> Okay, please put scripture back on the screen. God forbid. That happened to someone I know of. <laughs> okay, Pastor, you will say something. I want to share a funny story. You know, um, what you are sharing tonight is... Um, You know, when you look at what you are talking and what you are, you know, what you are sharing, um, this is what we should see as destiny. Yeah. Do you understand? So why is very, very important? Because there is this deception. For instance, you ask me to do something. You ask me to do so. That's where spiritual God asks you. Now, any instruction that God gives us, not for Himself, right. only for ourselves. In the same way, when you are under a spiritual place, whatever instruction they give you is not for the ministry, for you. But you see, there is a way you can shy away from it. Like as you said, we don't see the consequence of those things. That is the that is where the deception. Like we don't see that that shining away is that something is taking place. There is a death that is occurring, but we don't see it because why? Everything is seen normal, and everything is is see ongoing. You see, that's why sometimes when people that had experience talk to you, eh, people that have gone ahead of you, they talk to you, well, you have to take their instruction very serious. Because, you know, it's just like, this world is like a madman. Like when you see mad people everywhere or you see mad demon everywhere. If you have not faced one, you will face one. There is nothing like, uh, if you have not faced anyone, be ready that you are going to... And do you know why? You know what? It's that time when you face that thing. All the whole thing they have been saying all these years will not make sense to you. All those things that... See, that, that message, that, that's someone that I've been trying to preach for 20 years. Under a seconds, you quickly, you just... Under, quick walk in righteousness. You just quickly understand everything they're trying to say. So that's why when people that are there, when they are telling you, do this thing, follow this thing, go this way, pay attention. 
Like you see most of them, Papa wants to say some things. He wants to say, pay attention now. Pay attention now. Pay attention. Pay attention. So what you are saying, you know, what you are trying to describe here this evening is very, very important to every one of us. So that we can be able to see, you know, understand the warfare. You know, I, I was, I was, I, 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 I was going with someone yesterday. And most times, our problem, you know, is that when we don't, we don't fully understand the the story of the Bible. The, the I mean, how how the scripture is designed. For instance. If you check someone like Abraham, there's no way Abraham will have a casual Christianity. Because if you read the story of Abraham, where he was coming from, Abraham, if you see how you know, is that if, if his father followed him. And you know they came out from the So Abraham must be a potter in that community. Do you understand? So when he's embracing Christianity, do you think that he will embrace... Um, embrace no. That is something that is, is kind of Christianity naturally will not be a casual Christianity. Because you have interacted with spirit, evil spirit. You have seen realm of the spirit. You have engaged with realm of dark, in the realm of darkness. So when he's coming to light, he's not, he will not do a very, very jizzy. So when you risk it, so the people that handed this thing over to us, there is a, there is a, a kind of a lifestyle and a culture they had. If you don't see it, you will just read it as a letter. Yeah. Sorry. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hope you understand what he's saying. Amen. Try and don't allow, or let me phrase it like this. Try and see or take these things to heart so that you will not find or allow. Because the way these things work is that you can be hearing God, but because of synesthesia, you can't shut those things down. That's what I'm saying. Just like how Satan can be tempting you, but you use God's word to shut temptation down. Is everyone listening? Don't, don't, don't allow these things to work against you. Amen? Let that machinery that God has put on the inside of you, let it work to your advantage. Delivering thee from the people. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell a funny story. Yes, I have one of my friends. God, I've forgotten. So I know. It's okay, I've forgotten. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, I remember, I remember now. So um, there was this boy, he was preaching. Please, I'm not against, I'm not saying that newborn again believers are not powerful. When you're a newborn again believer and you're embracing the sincere work of God's word, you will see raw power manifest. But if you're a newborn again believer, and you embrace <laughs> worldliness. You embrace deception. You embrace what? Hallelujah. Religion. Oof, that's the worst one. You are just, they will use you and cook beans. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this boy was preaching the gospel. He now happens to be preaching in front of a witch doctor's um, COVID, or like off, like either his shop or something. And the guy looked at him and said, young man, Go away from here. Don't say that thing here. Go away from here. And the boy said, I'm preaching the good news about Jesus. And he kept on talking. I'm warning you, young man. Go away from here. 
<laughs> Do you know what happened? The boy said again, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> so the guy said, I warned you. The guy just came to him and did like this to the boy. As soon as he did this to the boy, the boy began pooping on himself. <laughs> he couldn't stop. <laughs> so it was happening first. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no one told him that if you don't leave here, it's not stop. <laughs> Before you finish all your lunch, <laughs> drop it inside the toilet for the laundry man to take care of. Hallelujah. So the boy, when he finished, he went back home. That night, he just thought to himself, what kind of nonsense is this? I'm a child of God for crying out loud. So you know what he now did? He spent all night long in prayer. Spent all night long in the word. The next day, he went back, <laughs> shut down that man's shrine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm, again, it's a picture of, of both arms, right? So, one that went from sons of Sceva to Paul, right, that we know, and Jesus that we know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Acts 26, verse 17. Please don't be like, <laughs> last born. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, Acts 26, and don't, when, if you get, um, if you engage in um, a confrontation, hallelujah, and you f don't find yourself um, on the winning side of things or whatever, don't let yourself be discouraged at all, amen? Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So it simply means, if, if, you're, if you feel the of adversity, your strength is small. You haven't come into the courage and boldness that God told Joshua to have, amen, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that comes from this book of the law, not departing from your mouth, but meditating day and night. Amen? Delivering thee from the people, from the Gentiles, unto whom I send you, to open their eyes. These are your spiritual senses, right? These are your faculties. These are your veins. These are the thrones of your soul. Amen? To turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance amongst them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. So people who are living the just life, because just shall live by faith, right? Righteous ones, they are actively detonating sin on the inside of them. Is everyone listening? Bible says that Jesus Christ condemns sin in the flesh, right? In that same Romans chapter 8, the Papa quoted, amen? The Bible says that if you by the Spirit do what? Mortify the deeds of the flesh, you will live. Now, those people that that process is taking place, the Bible calls them sons of God, led by the Spirit of God. If you check, is that not what the inheritance there is? What's inheritance? It belongs to biological offspring, right? So as you are engaging this process, your genes are manifesting. Biologically, it manifests biologically. I mean, it manifests physically. John G. Lake, I've, uh, I've never shared this before. They put the bonic, bonic plague on his hand. Amen? And they put his hand on the microscope and they watched the plague die in his hands. Amen? Active operation of God, physically manifest. Be, so you can see it under the microscope. Amen? Hallelujah. Tangible, not English. Tangible. Amen? And all spiritual operations are meant to be tangible. Every single one. I, was, I think I've shared this before about a man that um, one of my friends saw. His torso made of crystal. Amen? Ark of the Covenant was inside. 
what kind of a man is that? He's carrying the testimony of Jesus. And he, he, it had so crystallized inside of him that he had a manifestation, a tangible manifestation. Every single, every single, if you allow a sin, I'll share something. There's a young girl, one of my friends, um, um, he used to minister in, in Europe. And there was this young girl. Young girl, she didn't really, just a, just a pure girl, beautiful girl, but very, very consecrated. So that if you come close to her like this, you feel fire. She doesn't have any miracle signs and wonders, though. But if you come closer, you feel fire and electricity, like on the surface of her skin like this, just this thin layer of fire. Her consecration unto God, it's manifested tangibly. Come close to her and you will feel something. You will know that it's not a joke. Understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So before anyone tries to rape her, you have to go first of all through that layer first. Understand what I'm saying? So it's not every single operation of God has a physical... Is anyone listening? Give me um, Jeremiah. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 31. Thank you, Jesus. From verse 31. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in day that I took them from, by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Can you give me the next page? Says the Lord, I will put my laws in their inward parts and I would what? Write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Look at this. The fruit of this, they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for they all shall know me. This is the knowledge of God. When, when we talk about the spirit of knowledge, amen. When we talk about knowing God, this is eternal life to know God is what I'm talking about here. You do not know God until you are engaging in this process. The, the language in, in the epistles is that Paul said this, I have known whom I have believed in. Is everyone listening? I have known whom I believed in. Or like this, that which we have heard, which we have seen, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the word was manifested and we bear witness. So everyone who know him says the Lord, for I will do what? Forgive their iniquity and I'll remember their sin no more. Can you see with this and Acts 26? Paul said people are being sanctified by the faith of Jesus. Amen. By allowing God's word to penetrate their hearts. And here he's saying here that if God writes the laws upon your hearts and your minds, that was going to happen. Sins and iniquities will be remembered no more. This is what the New Testament is. This is literally what the New Testament is. If you are not engaging this process, you are not a New Testament Christian. If you are just splattering scriptures all over your... Social media page, please do this, amen? Please spread the word, amen? Please preach the gospel, amen? Please hand out flyers, hand out tracts. 
but make sure you are engaging this process. Can I tell you the reason why? If you are not careful, beloved, I've seen some, I don't share some things right now, had something very scary happen recently, but I've seen some things that are very disheartening. And it just told me that I have to be ready at all times. At all times. At all times. We've, we've formed a, a lifestyle for ourselves that is hindering the power of God. And so because of that, we keep on, we have to keep on, there's a way you can confess, declare, amen, the scriptures that is going to be edifying. But there's a way you can always be making a mockery of the scriptures because your life is, is contrary. Sometimes what I'm saying. Like you're living a life that's contrary. Like James said, do not be hearers only of the word, but be what? Doers. Give me that graphic back again. Or let me, I'll put it back for myself, don't worry. Hallelujah. This faculty of your will, I can't show it on that big screen, okay? Of your will, I put that at the very top, is a very important one. Amen? Because you can find yourself, amen, overwhelmed in all of your other faculties. Technically, you have at least one left, amen, somewhere in there. But you don't want to offend God. So what will you do? You will engage God in that place. I don't feel like it, but I will do your will. Is everyone listening? A critical thing. and I think this is worth, worth explaining because just leave this on the screen. Most of the wars that many of us are dealing with, amen, many of them are, are inheritance. Remember how we, we read before just now that they would receive inheritance, amen, among those who are talking about faith in me? The lifestyle that we have lived, amen, many of our lifestyles, amen, there's a place in First Peter that says, you are not redeemed by the foolish or worthless traditions of your ancestors. Anyone seen that verse before? Maybe I should open that for us, amen. Give me First Peter chapter 1. From verse 18, give me the New King James translation. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 18. New King James. Maybe the message Bible would be good. Give me the, okay, well, stop, leave this on, okay. Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your ancestors. Men, when we say ancestors, you don't, it doesn't have to be your, your biological dad. You can be on YouTube and that person that you're listening to is your father. How many of you know that? Because you're following in his ways. You would see people in the world. This is how you ought to do life, how you ought to do things. Da, da, da. Or you see a celebrity, amen, on Instagram or YouTube or somewhere. And that person is dictating to you how you ought to live your life. Who understands what I'm saying? What are you doing? Aimless conduct. Who understands what I'm saying? These things can render God's word powerless. I'm just echoing what Pastor preached last week, amen? That synesthesia, we want to make sure it is not working against us. Is everyone listening? So to do this, we need to make sure. This is where the fruit of this, when you are thorough with yourself like this, is sincerity. Is everyone listening? Is sincerity. When I say sincerity, you're, handling, you're not handling God's word deceitfully. You're handling God's word, amen, in sincerity. Faith with a pure conscience. That's what Paul spoke about, I think it's in Timothy. The purpose of the law is faith, love unfeigned, and faith with a pure conscience. Hallelujah. Why am I saying all of these things? 
in the book of James. Do you know what the entire book of James is all about? Christians who are saying one thing and living a different thing. Read the entire book of James. Double-minded, right? Receive with what? Meekness. That meekness means lowliness of heart. You don't have pride somewhere. Your way is better. My way is better than God's ways. So because I went God's word is coming, you what? You, you, it's called scorn. You scorn what God is saying and exalt a principle of this world.